You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kias, EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. Yeah, welcome to Sports Day, Badge and Sats for a Wednesday, and we've got a very special guest coming up. Very excited because Fox League have launched Retro Round for Round 19 this week, and I suppose, uh, Badge, you can reminisce also because it was your period, wasn't it? The 80s and 90s is probably when most people think about Retro Round, that, those two decades. Yeah, a lot of people do. Of course, you know, even a lot of people remember the 70s. I remember watching, you know, in the 70s as a young bloke and my dad, you know, uh, we'd, we'd always go. They only had the match of the round on the telly and we'd go to Lang Park quite often with my grandparents. And so I remember that in, uh, you know, in, in and around uh, Brisbane Rugby League and I could name nearly every player in the competition. <laughs> but I guess most people now reminisce back to watching what was then the New South Wales Rugby yes. League uh, in the 80s and and, uh, and the early 90s. And, yeah, it was some, some great times, great and times. What a tough man this man was. And, Badge, you not only played a lot of games against him, he won premierships with two clubs. You toured with him on... The 1990 Kangaroo Tour, David Cement Gillespie. Yeah, we uh, we played. I think the first time I played in a side with him was in uh, in 1990. We had a test in Parks, and Cement is a um, he's from out at Narromine, mm. out, out Dubbo way, and out that way. Um, and yeah, I'd, I'd got to say I'd much rather be on his team than <laughs> against him. Uh, hell of a hell of a good player. Um, can. My first time I played against Canterbury was in '86, and about the fifth game I played in, in the in the comp for the Raiders. And the first four games, this is no different than Brisbane football. And Mal was sort of, I think, thinking the same. Again. This is exactly the same. First game we played at Brookvale against Manly, and only just got beaten. And we had a home game. Anyway, about up round five we play against Canterbury at Belmore. Oh my God! I just <laughs> I just thought, oh no, this is next level. These blokes, they hurt every single time. You get tackled. They, you know, you get, you just get your head smashed into the dirt, and it was full on. Yeah. yeah. So I, and and he was a massive part of that, Dave Dave Gillespie. But it, it turned out to be um, later on when I really met him, a hell of a nice bloke. Yeah, great guy, great guy. We're also going to have that's ridiculous from what we've seen over Come the week. Come on, that's ridiculous. Too. Get us on Twitter also at Sports Day QLD. They would have been teammates at Manly. They would have been too. Yeah. Cement and tubes. We had some success at the World Athletics Championships as well. First gold in this event for Australia, Australian young lady. We'll get to that very, very soon also. And we'll cover off some of our, I suppose, some of our memories from Retro Round. Uh, Queensland's Premier Rugby League competition, the Host Plus Cup, is back. Talk about Retro Round. Bad mm. you are right. Some of my memories were my dad on a Sunday afternoon taking me to Davies Park to watch the South Magpies, watch oh, you guys there you play. Go. And, the, uh, and remember the... Um, the preseason cup. What was that called? It was the state league. The state league. The yeah, state that started league. in the early eighties when they they uh, they brought in all the they brought in uh, North Queensland, Central Queensland, Capras, the North Queensland Marlins, Ipswich, the, yeah, Toowoomba and Ipswich, uh, Gold Coast, the Vikings. Yep. 
Wide Bay. That was retro, had. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and they played against all of the uh, – it was a knockout comp. Oh, no, we actually played a few games in that. It wasn't always a knockout, but we played a few games in that and then had a – it was it was kind of like the first round of the season. Mm. Uh, and then we went into BRL mode. But, yeah, great days, Sats. Great days. Great days. And that's the Host Plus Cup now, and it's back bigger than ever. Make sure you can get on SEN League each and every week, the Host Plus Cup. And uh, this is Sports Day for Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage, Cars of the Year. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia's EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. Yeah, welcome back and thanks to Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand badge and Fox League, as we said, are introducing Retro Round, Round 19 this week and I think it should be something that probably should be embraced by the entire NRL community and I suppose we start thinking about and, and discussing what's, what's one thing you miss about the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s? Is there something you'd reintroduce just for this round this week? Not the Biff. Not the Biff. Oh, look, I kind of miss like it. And, we and, had it and last it was, week. It was exciting in Origin 3 in a way. Was, and yeah. we thought, wow, that's great. But we don't, we don't want it. We don't need it. I, I, I do reminisce and look back at stories and stuff that happened. But, I, you know, fortunately for me, I was never involved in much of that at all. I'd, I, um, Lucky because you were a I'd run train in and, killer. You yeah, were. I know. I know. Mm. <laughs> um, nice, yeah. Gary! When in doubt, run out as the fullback's motto. So uh, I love. Remember, I remember this one. Remember when jerseys got massive oh, in the late eight nineties? Like Dooners, weren't they? They were just. I remember, you know, a jersey that at the moment would be too big for Payne Haas. Mm-hmm. A bloke like Craig Field used to wear it. <laughs> it was about sixty three kilos ringing wet. They had these jerseys, and I don't know why it happened. I don't know. I, I don't know why it happened. It just happened, and and there was, you know, it was so easy to. Grab players by Remember the jersey. The big collar that was Sling on it as well. Massive collar. collar. Some of the players used to well, tuck the collar in. Tuck it in. in. You had yeah. to tuck it in so they couldn't get hold of your yeah. collar. Uh, Badge, will you, pl- you? You played in the days when, so did I, but not at your level, when you're still kicking for goal with sand. Yeah. They so had they, to bring the sand out. They should do that this week. No, Can I just tell you, No sats. kicking tees. When I was a kid growing up at uh, Mortimer Road, Acacia Ridge, South Juniors, you, you didn't have any of that. Uh, for, for games, when we were practicing at training and stuff, you just dug a little hole to <laughs> put the, the heel, ball in. The but heel not, of your yeah, boot? Yeah, yep. but not too deep because then you wouldn't be able to get the ball out. Well, we wouldn't be able to kick it out. So you just dug a little hole and stuck it in that and learned to kick like that. Toe poking, mm. barefoot, barefoot toe poking as kids. <laughs> I, I, if I tried to do it now, even with a plastic ball, I reckon I'd break my toe. So, yeah, the good old days. Yeah. The good old days. We used to have... We used to have these big pads in the side of our shorts as kids because the grounds were so rough. Um, and, and you'd run out of the field. I remember clearly you'd run out in the field and ref would go, line up against each other. He'd go, yes. as you run out, he'd go, okay, <laughs> who's got their, their, uh, their canteen money in their pocket? And some kid, everyone would tap your pockets and some kid, that's me, sir, and have to run off and give it to his dad. Remember they used to come and check your fingernails? Check your fingernails and your studs. And your they still check your studs. Studs think, they'd have to. I still to, think they? they do actually. I don't know whether too many wear the big steel studs anymore. The big French cap boots. Um, oh, the high cuts. I remember Jimmy Cowell, a great BRL front row, up against Greg Dowling, and the West Magpies up against Manly and Sydney through the eighties was was always mm. you know, Roy Masters coach. West Face Magpies, Fibros and Silver Tails. One of the great fights, I think, outside of the I think it was the eighty one major semi final between Newtown and Manly was this. This day at Redfern Oval, it was 
blocker up against Les Davidson. Now Davidson runs into trouble and there's a bit of trouble in the middle. It's Davidson and Sirenin is involved. Everybody's involved. It's Roach. Roach is still throwing him. And has a smile on his face as well. <laughs> he he loved it. Face, Honestly, <laughs> if a bloke had ever was born to step into the ring, it's block. He loved it. And those blokes, I can tell you, and I've seen them in action from, you know, 10 metres behind them on tour, mm. they can throw them. Yeah. They can really throw them. Big blokes who've got, uh, yeah, great technique. So, uh, yeah, we don't want to see it again, but we loved it when it happened. You know what I, I remember, Sats, one of the things that I, I was actually away. I was overseas playing for Castleford yep. in the 1988 grand final mm. and had to get up the next day to, uh, to watch. A, 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 I don't even know where we got the replay of it from or the day after, but we heard about uh, well, we heard about th- this. Is actually um, this is actually from Roy and HG. Their their view of it. Oh. Watch this on replay, Roy. Call me old-fashioned if you like. Oh, I don't know about that. It was a ticky touch with thing. Yes, I don't know who it was. It may have been Tungsy HG. Not too sure. They're calling out uh, Dunn. It may have been Dunn who did it. Dunn, Dunn at HG, and uh, we might be able to see it here on the pictures. Here comes Dunny. High tackle uh, for mine. High tackle, high tackle, sorry, mate. It might have been Barbar Lamb who did it. Call Barbar out, uh, Bamford. Give him a bit of a talk and give him 10 minutes in the sin bin or send Ooh. the bugger off. Talk about retro. What that, about Ryan HG? Yeah, Ryan <laughs> HG. That's what we missed. That's amazing. Uh, um, Ellery Hanley getting knocked out mm. early in that grand final and it uh, it basically dashed Balmain's hopes. Yeah. Uh, and Terry Lamb was the man, but he uh, he went unpunished, didn't he? He did. Yeah, he got away with it. Hit him right but on I, the button. I think no one really saw him. Yeah. Now they've got 48 cameras on. I know. But back in the day, I think they had one and it followed the ball and no one saw it. So even the uh, even the video that we got over there to watch it, um, you couldn't you couldn't see it properly. Yeah. Great memories. Great, great memories. Now, before we get to the break, we'll, we'll touch on a little bit of NRL and badge. We announced in Teamless Tuesday yesterday, the Broncos, they've got their origin stars back, Payne Haas, Pat Carrigan, Kurt Catewell, Corey Oates. They're back this week against the Eels. I think it's the best game of the round, round 19. Do you think Could they be. Have, do you Is think that Thursday beat, night? It's Thursday night. Do they have to beat Parrot, do you think, to be a genuine finals contender and just no, make no. up the numbers? No, 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 but they have to put in, I've said this before, they just have to put in a, a really a really good performance, a really strong performance. They're no easy beats. You yeah. don't just... You don't just, you know, go, oh, well, if we beat Para, we'll be right. They, but but if it's an, if it goes to the wire and they put in a great performance, um, and I think they are considered genuine mm. final threats now, a genuine, a massive chance to make the top four. Yeah. Going, real, going really, really well, the Broncos. We all sort of questioned whether the signing of Adam Reynolds was going to be a, a good signing or a great signing. At the moment, it's more a great signing. Yeah, outstanding mm. signing. Yeah, thanks Australia for making Polaris Australia's number one side-by-side brand 21 years in a row. This is Sports Day. Badge and Sats, the Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage, they've both been voted Cars of the Year. David Gillespie, up next. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kias, EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. Larson is the dummy half, then it's with Johns, he shows it, runs across, links up with Harrigan, back for Gilmeister. Gilmeister a one-hander, Ainsco plucks it out of the air, then it's with Jason Smith, he gets it back, it's gone back to the halfway, it's with Johns again. Johns is able to basketball it down, Brescia comes back, Brescia, he's inside the 30, big cement, go cement, you'll do it old car, and you did, Gillespie 
gets a try. Look at this. Look at the jubilation. Uh, what about the names in that call by Ray Warren? And yeah. Cement, go Cement, you old fella. He wasn't renowned for scoring tries, but he's renowned for cutting people in half. We know that. 253 first-class games, 15 state of origin, 16 test matches for Australia, multiple premierships as well. Uh, joining us on Sports Day is David Cement Gillespie. How are you, Cement? Good, mate. Yeah, not too bad. Thanks for joining us and uh, to celebrate what is Fox League's retro round this week. And Badge and I have been reminiscing uh, throughout this week um, and with the listeners as well around some of the things we miss about the the yesteryear since the game has, I suppose, become a lot more sterile, which which is needed to happen. But um, you started, what, with the Bulldogs. What age were you when you started with the Bulldogs? Oh, mate, I come down when I was about 17, I think, 17 or 18. I come down from um, from the bush. Yep. Um, yeah, so back then it made it was um you know it was under twenty threes, reserve grade first grade, and um, started off in the under twenty threes at the Dogs and kind of worked my way up um, in the first grade over the next couple of years. So um, yeah, yeah, it was um, it was a, it was a good good learning ground there at the Dogs. They had a pretty good side back then, so it was I was lucky to come into that um, team in that era. Nickname Cement. Who gave you that? Was it a coach, a player, someone in the media? Uh, it was Jeff Robertson, actually. We, we used to do a lot of defensive work, obviously, back then. With and Warren Ryan was the coach um, of, of the of the Bulldogs back in them days, and um, he's he focused a bit on defence. And we're just mucking around one day doing a bit of tackling practice, and I, I got Robbo a couple of times, and he just looked at me and said, "Oh, you're cemented," or and a couple <laughs> other things, and <laughs> and um, that kind of kind of stuck. And you know, we're in the dressing room after the training, and. And um, someone said, oh, he said cement again, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, that stuck and the media got hold of it and and, and the nickname stuck. Yeah. Mate, I, I know in, in a big way we all kind of miss the 80s and the 90s cement. You were such a huge part of that with, with the doggies and, and then Manly, or West for a bit then, and Manly and, and the Blues and uh, and the Kangaroos. But how, how much was uh, the Bullfrog, the great man, a part of um, the, the fabric of of the of the Bulldogs, the family club at the time, which was so successful in that in that eighties. Yeah, well, I, I, uh, Badge, I come down in the early eighties. I think eighty three was my first year, and you know they won the comp in nineteen eighty, and all the Mortimers and all the Hughes, all the brothers played together, and um, uh, and and Bullfrog, you know, his daughters were married. A couple of his daughters were married to Chris Anderson and Folksy, and so it was a family thing. You know, we used to. Um, Finished training on uh, what they call it the captain's run these days, but we used to have our last training session before a game, and the girls would all come down and cook us a barbecue and after training, and um, so everyone got on on pretty good together, mate. And um, you know, Bullfrog was a big part of that. Now, you know, he he was just he was a character Bullfrog. You know, he, he you could have a good time with him, but you know, when it was time to play, and um, especially with negotiations, he, you know, he was, um, uh, you know, he was. A very, very good negotiator, and um, you know he was just uh, you know a good, good bloke to be around. But um, you know you could have a bit of fun with him too. Yeah, that that bulldog side, you know, the, the entertainers. I remember a couple of my mates were following him, following the, the the bulldogs in like eighty, eighty one, and eighty two, and and but then became really renowned for that incredible defence and just a you know an almost un, unbreakable defensive line. I've always wanted to ask this of a player without being disrespectful at all of the Bulldogs, but what was in those shoulder pads that a lot of blokes were wearing? <laughs> no, it was just foam, mate. Yeah, it was <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't the same same sort of stuff that Mel's arm guard was made of. 
Well, Badge, there's a bit of a story, and I can't speak for everyone. I can only speak for myself. But um, they were like a Canadian, I think, ice hockey, ice hockey pads or something. But we, I took them out. There was a, there was a, a fabric in there, but I took them out, and we sat. And that's true. Now I can't speak to any other player that what they done. Um, yeah, but they, they weren't. They were good shoulder pads back in the days. Everyone wore shoulder pads, obviously. Yeah. Um, they don't wear them today so much, or none of them wear them today. But um, yeah, that that got kind of blown up a bit out of proportion. But um, you know, um, it, it is what it is, mate. Well, it wasn't. It's not the reason why you guys were so hard to play against. I can tell you, like, it just was just another, just another thing you had to to, uh, to deal with. Yeah, doggies were well, were great. We, we, we practiced, as I said, badge. We did practice a lot with Warren, you know, and yeah. um, you know, it was just a, a lot, a lot of um, you know, his kind of game plan in them days was uh, structured a lot around of of, of that defence, and um, and we had some good tacklers in that side. You know, you had Brian Batiste back then, and. Um, you know, and, and Langmack, he, he could um, pull one off every now and then too. And you had Stevie uh, Folksy. Um, so there was, and there was some other players coming up in the lower grades. Uh, you know, snapping at your heels too. Um, so you, you kind of had to perform because they had a pretty good. Um, you know, well, most sides back in them days, reserve grade was a pretty pretty good side. You know, and the 23s yeah. boys coming through up in the under 23s. Cement, when, we talk, sorry, go on, Sats. Cement. When you hear Belmore Oval, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Uh, Belmore Oval, probably the the railway tracks <laughs> <laughs> up the back end. But no, or Belmore Oval, we used to get a bit of a hide and doing four hundreds. They don't do them these days, mate. We're talking the retros now, the four hundreds and the two hundred meter sprints. And I can remember, um, you know, dragging Daryl Broman over the line, you know, <laughs> on numerous occasions, and we had to do um, penalties and do three more. So um, yeah, so Belmore Oval, um, you know, it was just. It was a good ground, good suburban ground back then, mate. And um, you know, we we were, you know, had a pretty good side. So there was a few victories there for them. It had a pretty good following, and you know, it was good to play there on a, on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday. It's crazy to play it. It's hard to play it as well mm. when all the fans turned up. Now Kelly, Peter Kelly, I mean, or Jeff Robinson, which one was madder, Cement? Um, they're both mad in different ways. Kel's eyes used to <laughs> roll around a bit when he got a bit um, angry and. Um, but but I mean Jeff was just a knockabout bloke, mate. I used to, um, you know, I, I kind of leaned on Rubbo a bit when I was young. There, I, he used to um, uh, drink at a pub called the Twin Willows Hotel. That was his that was his haunt. And we used to go up there and have a few beers with, um, with Jeff. And um, he's just a knockabout bloke, mate. And um, um, you know, he's the only bloke that that I know could drink a bottle of bourbon and smoke three packets of durries and go out and win match. You know. <laughs> Next day, but that oh. that was what it was like back then, you know, in the early eighties and you know more in the seventies. But um, you know, that everyone we we you know back then we used to go down, and finish training on a you know, a, a, you know we were training three days a week and go down to the pub and have a couple of schooners after training. Yeah, now it's unheard of these days. Compulsory, and I know you were great mates with another great mate of mine, Peter Jackson, and that was his mantra too, wasn't he? Trained hard and, and played even harder, but um, and off the field, I mean, not just. Uh, yeah, on the field. So, yeah. Hey, hey. yeah. Well, Pete. Um, sorry, mate. Well, I met Pete. I met Pete in the um, in the under 18s Well, in the Australian under 18s we played together, and we kind of hit it off. And obviously, Queensland, New South Wales, and even you know later on when we were playing Origin, um, you know, uh, I used to gravitate towards Pete because um, he was that type of bloke. You know, he was just a great bloke. So, um, you know, mm. um, you know, you often think about him, but mate. 
yeah, you kind of move on. But he was just a great bloke, Pete. Mm. Yeah, he was. Now, so man, I just you know I remember thinking about back about your career and looking some stuff up. You missed the nineteen. You were certainty for the nineteen eighty six yeah. Kangaroo Tour after a couple of really good early years with uh, your first couple of years in the top grade with with Canterbury, uh, winning grand finals. And you were, but but you had a, a, an accident. Was it was it work where you you severed your finger? Yeah, I did. I did. Um, Major, I um, actually was working, and we, we were playing St George on a Monday night, and I was actually working on the Garbos back in the day, and um, we were work. I was working on that Monday morning. And it, was, it happened at about half past four in the morning, and um, uh, I was in a cul-de-sac street and went to jump on, on the truck. And anyway, cut a long uh, story short, I, my, I went to grab the handle of the truck, and it, it swayed and hit a telegraph pole, and um, my hand got crushed up against the telegraph pole, and I ended up losing a finger out of it and um so that yeah that was 1986 and that was the last comp game so i, I ended up missing the semis and the grand final and um uh and a, and a kangaroo tour because um back in them days i think we won the um state of origin series three was the first time we won three nil three nil yeah and they were going on a kangaroo tour and, you, and back in then mate if you were playing in the origins and you made a grand final not not you know nothing's a certainty but you're pretty you know pretty good chance of going on the tour so um you know, that kind of um, robbed me of um, any chance of making that kangaroo tour and playing in that grand final. But, um, you know, you move on, mate. That's that, that's life. Things happen. And um, it kind of didn't hinder me after that. It kind of knitted pretty good and healed. And I come back and played the next year and for another, you know, few more years after that. So, yeah, but it, 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 was, um, it was a bit of a hindrance. But, um, you know, we got through it. Ended up going in the 90 kangaroo tour yeah. with your badge, didn't he, as well? Had a, and... had a massive tour, Cement. One eighty-five, yeah. eighty-eight, ninety-six grand finals with Manly, of course, in ninety-six. Now, I had to look this up again because I didn't believe it at the time. I I realised it years ago, but to remind myself that Phil Gould, cement, he was only thirty when he coached you guys to the premiership victory in eighty-eight. Throughout that year, before you won the grand final, could you see that this young coach was going to be thinking, sort of in a different format, the way that rugby leagues played? Uh, yeah, you could see it, mate, because he was coaching when he was playing, mm. and um, he was—he was another one that we kind of lent on when we were younger, because he came over and played at the Dogs for two or three years, and um, you know he was—he was coaching then, so he, the coaching was always, you know, going to go was was his path, and um, and you're right, he he coached a, a lot of them players that, and we played with him early, you know, two or three years earlier, so he knew how to press our buttons, mate, and he he knew when to rev us up, and you know knew when to cuddle us a bit, so. Um, uh, you know, I think we played Canberra. Uh, I don't know if you were playing badge. Were you playing eighty eighty eight at Canberra? Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, well, I think sure we played was. Canberra. That was a was a kind you of did, a you knocked us out of the out of the semis. Oh, you mean during the year? Yeah, during the year. We I think we come down and played you in one of the towards the end of the year, and we and you were running very red hot. You were flogging sides, and we come down to Canberra, and we played you. It might have been the last or second last game before the semi started, and. We, we, we beat this down there, and that kind of just took another, um, you know, we all jumped on a bus, Gus hired a bus, and he drove it. And we drove down from Sydney to Canberra, and he didn't do it back them days, and we stayed the night, and we played that day. Used to used to go down on the game day, and he drove the bus, and we are all having a, a punt on the way down, and um, you know what I mean? And, you know, and we, we beat this, and it kind of gave us a bit of a, uh, a lift, and we kind of changed after that game, and it kind of gave us a lift going into the semis, and we ended up winning it, so... Yeah, um, you know, 
he was he was a bit ahead of his time with, with, with things like that. Gus, he he knew how to get you know get a side together, bond them. Now, Cement, you can only take one of these two players, and you probably there's a there's an allegiance here to one of these guys, I suppose, from where you work, and we'll, we'll touch on that as well. But if you only could take one of these ex players to a street fight, okay, you got to go down the rocks, you got to. F- Fight a couple of guys. There's Blocker or Les Davidson that can walk in with you. Which one do you pick? Oh, I wish I could take both of them. <laughs> That'd be very handy. I, like Block, yeah, it's a hard question that one. Like Les, I, 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 Les is from Dubbo, and I'm from a place called Narrow. Mm. just only thirty miles apart. And Les was a year older than me, so we never really clashed to get against each other in junior league when we were growing up as kids out there. He was a year older than me, but I remember we did play a grand final. The last year before we left, he was playing for Dubbo Westside. I was playing for Narrowmont, and they towelled us up in, in the grand final. Then we both come down to Sydney the next year. And, um, you know, even back then, um, you know, he, he stood out, Les. He was, he was a great player back then. And, um, you know, c- coming down and playing against him uh, for South, when they had that group, very good pack um, back in the 80s and the 90s, it was always a hard tussle. And Blocker, well, you know, when you play you know, front row against Blocker, you, you always come off with about, you know, seven or eight lumps on your head from Button and you know, trying to get the loose and, um, you know, so and he, he, he wouldn't back down from anyone. So, you know, when you play both of them, you're in for a tough game. Mm. And it was either, you know, get in first because it's only a matter of time before they got you. And um, <laughs> they, they'd often get in first anyway. So, you know, they've two two tough players and two two great two players to play with. I played with um, uh, Block in a, in, a, in a few state of origins and, 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 a, and some test matches. And, you know, and he's a great bloke. I love catching up and having a drink with him. And I work with Les yeah. um, out at the wharves at Port Botany, so I, I see him a fair bit too. you got a fair yeah. side down there on the wharves, haven't you, ex-players? Well, you can make a good, pretty good golden oldies out there. Um, so it's, it's, um, there's a few working out there at the moment. So, um, yeah, it'll be a, a, I don't think, a golden oldies side. I think you go all right. Mm. Now, one thing about your, your last coach at in the, the top level was Bozo, was he loved... Um, big forwards and mo- big mobile forwards, and that you know you got to you, you took your way on the kangaroo tour in '90. You went again in '94, and that year you 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 joined Manly from West. What what do you remember about Bozo's coaching, Cement? Oh, there's a lot of respect for for Bozo. You know, um, as a kid growing up, I kind of idolised him. Not that I never followed Manly as a kid growing up, but um, you know, he was just one of them standout figures in the game that um, command a bit of respect, and and that's the way he coached. He um, he uh, he was very good on the tactical side, but he's all, he'd have a bit of fun too. But he couldn't overstep the mark. He overstep the mark, mm. as you well know, when we were on tours and playing for Australia, you know what? Um, you know you'd know that he'd come after you and give you a serve. So you knew where you stood with him, and um, you know uh, yeah, he was just great. He, I was very lucky in my career to come down in some good sides. I come down in some good sides with, with the dogs early. Um, and then I finished up at Manly in my last three or four years, and, and they were a great side. So, um, you know, very lucky to, to um, play in b- with both of them clubs. And obviously, with the Maggies in between, and um, I had three years there, and they were great years too. Mm. I don't think it was any coincidence, mate, that you had uh, plenty of success there. We've been talking about what, you know, you, the things you remembered, you loved, you, uh, or, or, you know, the things about the 80s and 90s or about old footy and you know, our, our listeners have been texting in, you know, kick the old sand, bring the sand out for kicking and tape around the ears. Yeah, everyone had to have tape around the ears, didn't they? Or, or often because of those, because you're packing in scrums and you're getting those cauliflower ears. Um, I was thinking about fans running on it full time. That would have happened at those, at those grounds every game, didn't it? They'd be just ready to bolt on 
and invade the ground. Yeah, they did. And, um, you know, I was only watching a... I was just sitting down yesterday afternoon when one of them old retro games come on, on Fox and I think it was Canterbury playing um, the Roosters at, um, at Henson Park back in the late... in the, in the early 80s. And mm. that mm. happened. Everyone just run on and you know, it was just a swarm of people at the end of the game. And, um, you know, sometimes they could give you a gobble too. Uh, if they were the opposition, they would past you give you a gobble. But um, that was part and parcel of it um, back in them days. And, you know, it was good. The fans got involved and... Um, you know, uh, you know, you don't you, you don't see it these days, but um, that was just part and parcel of it, wasn't it? it? Was just a, it was good to play, good to play then. Cement, you you talk about Belmore being one of those great regional grounds. What are some of the the tough regional grounds to play at? You just knew you you visited some of those grounds, or just knew other than the team you're playing against, the surroundings are always going to be really tough. For some reason, for some reason, I, I just I hated playing over at Endeavour. At, um, well, they used to call it Endeavour Oval yep. then back in at Cronulla. I didn't didn't always <laughs> I don't know I just didn't like going there to play there for some reason. But um, you know um, you know Cogra when St George were going good back in the day was always hard to play at. And um, even going down to Canberra, you know, when it, it Seaford um, when they were on fire, you know, it was and cold and it was uh, it was hard to play at. But um, you know them. And playing at Brookie, I remember, yeah, you know, Brookie. My last two or three years I played, you know, we had a good following over there, and and um, you know, they used to give it, give it to the opposition fans. So, um, you know, that, it's lost a bit. Obviously, we go to the bigger grounds, and um, but you can't beat them suburban grounds, mate. Mm. Packed, just um, you know, it's just it's just um, a great feeling to play. Badge and I often talk about it in the modern game, Cement, and you were renowned, you and folksy. Were renowned with that great tackle technique underneath the ball, snapped them in half. We don't see a lot of those those tackles today, individual tacklers that have got great technique. I think Jake Chaboyevich probably stands out from the most in the modern game. Yeah, Jake Jake probably does, mate. Where he, he can bend and, and get up underneath their ribs and and dip and hit, as we used to call it. You know, just stay tall a bit, then dip a bit, and then get them under the ribs and and um, you know. Um, Victor Radley's probably, mm. you know, he's he, he can do it. He's, but you know, the, the bigger blokes, um, you know, couldn't get down. It was just the big hitters in the game back then were the, the you know, the blokes were about five, eleven, you know, six foot. You know, the, the smaller kind of blokes who could get up and and get under your ribs and um, had good footwork and and technique. And um, you know, the Trevor Gilmister and and um, yeah, you know, there's numerous numerous blokes. Um, that could, you know, that could um, put one on you. But, you know, you're right. The technique um, is, is gone out of the game today. There, it's, a, you know, a lot of wrestle and, and holding them up and, and, and stuff like that, which that's fair enough. That's the way the game's gone and that's the way it's played these days. But, um, you know, I was only watching, um, uh, you know, them three tackles in the origin that when they all got knocked out in the third one, you know, if you look at it, it was pretty bad technique, wasn't it? Mm. You know, they'll get up. They weren't going in with the shoulders and they were going in and, you know, and a bit blind and getting, you know, one got elbowed, I think, and one got, you know, and and that's what happens, mate, you know. Um, so, um, yeah, it's a bit sad in some ways that, that that's gone out of it. And, and, you know, it's, this is no disrespect to the, to the men's game, but you you watch a, one of them girls' games, one of them high-end girls' games, and they play Origin. And, mate, they go for it. Yeah. They played like we played in the 80s and the 90s with their tackling. Yeah, My better God, technique they, they generally, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, they've got a lot of technique. They don't wrestle. They just go in hard, tackle with their shoulders, and you know, and 
and um, you know they, they, they don't get taught obviously um, you know that that kind of stuff because they uh, you know like the, the the first graders do these days the way they play the game so they just go in with with, with you know all guns blazing and yeah. um, it's not bad to watch actually yeah it's great it's great. Well, Cement, uh, it's great to reminisce. Uh, great guy off the field, and you had a terrific career. It was great to sit back and, and talk about your your memories of the 80s and 90s. And, uh, and thanks for taking time out to join us on Sports Day. No worries, Sats, and um, any time, mate. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kias, EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. Sports Day, Sports Update. Yeah, touch on other sports with Commonwealth Games just around the corner. Uh, just remember also, before we get to that, bowel screening saves lives. So if you're 50 to 74, get to it right now. Now, uh, Isaac Cooper, young swimmer, 18, 19-year-old Australian swimmer, he's been sent home from the team training camp in preparation for the Commonwealth Games badge over disciplinary breaches. Mm, or a breach, yeah. yeah so, all around some sort of medication that's been used. Yeah. So we don't know details, and, and we're going to be careful not to uh, to jump to any conclusions here. But um, yeah, it's um, it doesn't doesn't sound great. So I'm not sure exactly how this works. They'll probably wrap their arms around him, and and and, and someone escorts him home and uh, try to work through uh, all of this with him. But he he um, he did win a bronze, I think, won a medal at the recent. Um, world, world titles. Yeah, he did make it through the final of the of the Olympics. I think he finished about twelfth overall time wise. But mm. he is ranked really highly for the Commonwealth Games. So, um, yeah, it's it's disappointing for him. If it's you know, we don't know enough about it, like you said, if it's a medication that's on a banned list, we're not quite sure. Or, of course, we had that. Well, we had that through raw, didn't we, years ago around the still knocks, which became a bit of an epidemic in in some of the swimming circles for Australia. So. We're going to learn a little bit more over the next 48 hours, but definitely a, a pretty concerning time for Isaac Cooper. A uh, big fight tonight. Well, I don't know whether it's a big fight or not. It's a big name. Nikita Zhu, the brother of Tim Zhu, up against Ben Horn, the brother of Jeff Horn. I reckon the they're brothers. sick of hearing about their brothers and yeah. the battle of the brothers. And, yep. um, and, and I'm sure both of them um, want to make a name for themselves. In fact, you'd know that that's the case. Uh, but Nikita seems to be the one most likely Sats from everything I'm hearing and uh, everything you're telling me and I'm reading, he's the man most likely. Is there any chance that that um, Ben Horn can cause an upset? Oh, in boxing, absolutely. It just takes one punch and hit them right on the button. But superior training environment for, for Nikita Zhu. Oh, I was reading a story today about Tim Zhu who says, uh, along the lines of you've seen the movie The Joker, it's where you know, basically a failed clown descends into utter madness and and has this uh, just has this dark mentality about him. He said, mm. "That's my brother Nikita. He has oh. this dark mentality where sometimes it frightens people around him." So, yeah. what? Wow. So now, what be... about the big the big fight? Yeah, Justin Hodges against uh, the influencer, the YouTube sensation. Was what it Jordan? Different world it is. Jordan. Oh, I don't get someone? it. Someone I don't know. Some Simi. Twitter. Simi. Dude. That's him. He played mm. rugby league in New South Wales Cup or something, but. He's now a, an Instagrammer, takes photos of himself in elevators in the mirror. And oh, oh, I've got to say, he's come out and said, you said you do. I'm here on behalf of New South Wales to, to basically get revenge on Origin last week. I hope Justin Hodges knocks him clean out. There you go. He contacted the Rose Brothers from No Limit Boxing and said, well, I'm fighting Gal in September, October. I've got to have another tune-up fight. 
before I do that. Who did? Hojo. Hojo. So right. it's going to be interesting. I actually am going to watch this with great interest tonight. Mm. Uh, I hope he wins, actually, Justin Hodges. If you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator or tiler, make sure you reach out to Beaumont Tiles because they want to help you with all your plans. This is Sports Day. Badge and Sats, Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage, Cars of the Year. And up next, that's ridiculous. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia's EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. There's got to be an investigation into this. This has got to be, someone's got to be accountable for this. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day. One of our favourite segments with Twos, who comes in for a very short period of time each and every week, just sits in the corner, says that's ridiculous, leaves straight away, doesn't even say goodbye to us, and <laughs> get award-winning car insurance with Suncorp with that's ridiculous. Uh, Badge, have you got something there for us? Uh, dogs are left or right poured Come on, that's ridiculous. No, that's Did a, you know that? That's a true or false they write, either, They're not writing their name with either their left or their right poor. No, they're left or right. Is that like Dogs me are left or right. saying moose are regional accented? Yeah, well, you made that up. See, that's this not. is true. Are you serious? Dog, and you, you throw the ball for your dog yeah. and you'll see he's got a better step off his left foot or his right foot. That's a he'll, lie. It's, that's, it's, I'm telling you now. Okay, so very what about Maggie, that, you know, your chocolate labby? Yeah, she, left or right? she's uh, left, I reckon, because she goes around me. She runs around and around and around me in circles trying mm-hmm. to keep the uh, her tennis ball off me. Goes to her left. In, it always she? goes clockwise. Okay. Always goes clockwise, so she's pushing off the left foot. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to believe you. <laughs> what about this? What about in the NRL? The Roosters have had 11, 11, I'll say that again, 11 ACL, so anterior cruciate ligament injuries, in the last five years. How many? Come on, that's ridiculous. 11. That's a wow. lot, isn't it? Three of those what? is Billy Smith. The yeah. poor kid is just shattered. Had another one on the weekend, didn't he? That's, um, that's just cruel. And look, I know what the best clubs are like. They'll be looking at it and go, is it something we're doing? Or is it this crazy coincidence? Or is it the field we're playing on? Is it our training techniques? Whatever it may yep. be, yeah. So they look at where the injuries happen, which 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 surface they're on, which field they're on. Where, um, where was where did they play at the SCG on the weekend? No, SCG, they, they did, yes, yeah. Mm, I'm not saying that's it. Satili Tupanua, he was another one mm. as well from the same game. They're so innocuous, aren't they? It looks like oh, I've done one sets. You just yeah, and mine mine was at training. Oh, I'd already hurt my medial, but then just at training, I stepped and not even not even didn't step hard. I just stepped off my uh, left leg mm. and and I went. I've done, I've done something there. It feels wobbly, and that's what happens to a lot of them. And I I see players like you know they, they go down and they go that didn't look like much, and you see the player sort of shaking his head, and the trainer comes out and does the knee test, and you go, he's done his ACL. Yeah. It's um, it's very very sad. So that's uh, that's crazy stuff. Who threw this one in about the cameraman at the World Championships? This is Rook. Mate, mate, that was me. Rook. Up and Rook. Yeah, I what threw happened? that in. Mate, they got the steeplechase, three thousand meter steeplechase on, and the cameraman is standing in the second between the second and third lanes, in the middle of the athletes trying no. to get the money so, shot. What? So the runners go round him. They are going around him, inside and outside. Outside. Yeah. What? What? what, what did, does is he? Did he not know, or do they say stand there and do it? He couldn't have been told to stand on the track. You know what? I wouldn't be. I wouldn't put it past. I wouldn't put it past them that to to ask. Can Lina do, do it? Absolutely. They go into the dressing rooms. They go and ask the coach stuff. So Come they, on, yeah. that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Especially if you're uh, in the middle of the pack there, trying to 
trying to uh, get towards the leaders. Jumping over the obstacles and jumping around. Cam Cameron Smith. <laughs> Cam Smith. Now, do we say Cameron Smith, the rugby league player, Cam Smith, the golfer? Okay. He's earned 22 We're million. We're going to call one of them Cameron. Cameron's the rugby league player, Cameron Righto. Smith. No, no. I don't know. Cam, oh, Cam don't Smith, know. rugby league, Cameron Let's Smith. Let's find out their middle names. Golfer. Cameron Smith, the golfer, has earned $22 million Australian this year. Come on, that's ridiculous. Lives in Florida, Jacksonville, Florida. He's got a fine little Beautiful setup. house, I saw that. I reckon he's going to upgrade. I reckon he'll put a man cave in for that $22 million. Yeah, that's on the PGA and including the, the win from the Open on the weekend, which I think is about a $3.5 million check as well. We were talking about him being offered something like... Um, $90 million. $90 million. Well, mm. they reckon it might be up a lot more than that. And <gasps> reckon he might even be offered what? up to $150 mil oh. to jump into the, um, the live tour. Stop mm. it. Just looking him up. Mm. I can't see a, a middle name. He hasn't got one. No middle, middle name. Wow, he's like the he's like the Dolphins. They've they've got no address, no fixed address. He's got no middle name. Oh, uh, for Suncorp, look up the other one. Suncorp Car Insurance winner of CanStar's outstanding claims. Cameron award. Wayne, Cameron Wayne Smith. We're calling the the footballer. That's his dad's his name. His dad's name's Wayne. Yep, isn't and it? his middle name's Wayne. There you Cameron go. Wayne Smith. Wayne. Or John Wayne Parr. Seven, Cameron Wayne Smith. Seven years in a row, they won the CanStar's outstanding claims award. Suncorp Car Insurance. This is Badge and Sats for Sports Day, coming up. We'll have the last blast. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kias, EV6 and Sportage, Cars of the Year. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, a couple of things that we haven't touched on and the the World Athletics Championships. I was going to say the Australian Athletics Championships, but Eleanor Patterson, Badge, she's uh, broken the seal, hasn't she? Won gold in the women's high jump. Yes, unreal. Mm. So she equaled the uh, the national record, which is just a tad over two metres. Yep. 2.02, which obviously means that 02 is pretty special. So well done to her. They're over in uh, Oregon, Eugene, Oregon. Um, fantastic stuff for, for her to be doing that at, uh, at this point. So um, org as well for her Commonwealth uh, Games yeah. chances, mm. doesn't it? Yeah, beat the Eleanor. Ukrainian. Uh, for second place, so great work, yeah, great work there. From as, as we said, it's the first and that Ukrainian time won't, won't, won. The Ukrainian won't be there at the Commonwealth Games, so that's yeah, true, yeah, true. Good. Now this snuck under the radar a little bit over the weekend. Leighton Hewitt during the week or during the weekend, I should say, inducted into the Tennis Hall of Fame. Beauty, it's great, isn't it? Oh, uh, of course, yeah. And, and Won Wimbledon, U.S. Open. What a star! You know, what a star. and for so long, and you know, not not an, obviously not a tall man, and just a. Just a battler, a scrounger, a, a, a hard worker. I love it. One Wimbledon at 21, fresh faced. I saw some footage of it last week. Oh, he had Just pimples so all that. Yeah, he, he had the acne. He had, he had the. <laughs> yeah, he needed to use even seaweed. But he was dating seaweed. Kim Clijsters for a long time, wasn't he? Before he Aussie Kim. Aussie Kim, we yeah. called her. Mm. Yeah, he was. And Lucas Herbert, I love this. Lucas Herbert, who, of course, had a great round of four rounds, I should say, in the British Open. A really good story. 11 years ago, Badge, not sure whether you saw this. He was at the President's Cup in Melbourne. He was volunteering as a score carrier, which he carries around the board, which has the the four players or the two players that are playing. He's got their scores. Right. So he was, obviously he wasn't a pro no, he was at just, that point. No, he was just volunteering and, and uh, yeah. got the role to carry around the scorecard. And he asked Phil Mickelson, Mickelson for an autograph 11 years ago. Phil Mickelson brushed him. Really? And as... Karma would have it. 
They got paired together in the first two days. Oh, uncomfortable. Open. Have a listen to what he had to say. I was hanging about, trying to get autographs. Just wanted to be in amongst it. Thought it was the coolest thing ever. So hanging about the US boys and everyone was signing this hat that I had. And I was passing around to everyone. Everyone was great. Everyone um, signed it. They were, they were awesome. And I asked Phil for an autograph and he was the only one to deny me of this autograph. So I reminded Phil of this today. On the 15th tee, I reminded him that I hate him and have hated him for 11 years as a result of him not signing the autograph for me. And he was very apologetic and he played along and it was pretty funny. So he signed his glove after 11 years, Phil Mickelson, and gave it to him. Oh, see, <laughs> you better be, you be careful what you do. Anyone Russian ever, kids for autographs. Ever, anyone you get brushed by... When I never get asked for him sets. For an autograph? No, when no, you're asking I, for an I, autograph. I, Greg Dowling no. brushed me once for an autograph. Did he? Yeah. Did he brush you? Mm. I saw um I saw uh Wally Lewis um brush a kid once because and like, look, I gotta say, we're in New Zealand and there would have been five hundred kids trying mm. to get autographs. All f- everyone wanted Wally and the rest of us are just sort of walking past. And in the end Wally went, Nah, 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 that's it, I got it and he jumped on the bus and then I was I was sort of behind him and Bradley Clyde, just young bloke. 1989, he was about 19, and he's walked past, and the kid said, Brad, can I have that? And Brad had seen Wally do it, and he went, oh, no, nah, no. Nah. And I said, Clyde, he, nah, he just, we're just, we're just going to go and sit on the bus. Come on, give him your autograph. So uh, he did it. But, yeah, I reckon you've got to be careful, Sats, because yeah. you, can, you, can, <laughs> you can make an enemy just like Lucas Herbert. Absolutely. Did, uh, or Phil Mickerson did of Lucas Herbert. Come back to bite you. Come back yeah. to bite you. Uh, that's it, Badge. See you tomorrow night. Oh, we're done. That's it. What another That's quick one. That's the last one. blast, absolutely. Thanks to Cement Gillespie. That was a great chat, Badge. Good to catch up with your old teammates. Absolute champion. Yeah, absolutely. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for expert car service. Book online at repcoservice.com. And Australia's most wanted, the Kia EV6 and Kia Sportage, both cars of the year. See you tomorrow. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Maccas, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.